Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, welcome to season three of Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas about your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Uh, today, we're going to be going on uh, two different sides of the spectrum here, and of course, talking about the philosophy of how you should actually be absorbing these preseason games because we fly to the height of heights in some of these games and just sink down to the depths uh, as deep as we can go <laughs> in a Pittsburgh versus Detroit. Sunday afternoon game. Um, but of course, we want to talk about Lucas Raymond. Should he be making this team? We want to talk about Dylan Larkin's return. Uh, we have yet to touch on Jakob Verana's injury. Of course, uh, being out at, le- at the very least uh, four months. And uh, finally, Tyler Bertuzzi will be uh, out again uh, on Monday. So if you guys are listening to the podcast, you may be getting this news right now. But uh Tyler did not play over the weekend, not playing on Monday. Let's speculate what's going on. All right. So <laughs> let's have some fun. Back-to-back games. The Red Wings win 5-1, to one, they lose 5-1. to one. And, um, you know, it's fun to, to watch these uh, these games. Of course, I've been following along my own streak that uh, since my son has been born, the Red Wings were undefeated, uh, starting the preseason, of course, with three straight wins. Uh, and and the streak is broken, right? Uh, it's it's all done. This game was very hard to watch. Uh, for anybody who uh, did not come out hot with any tweets during a Pittsburgh game because you were actually enjoying your Sunday, congratulations! Uh, because it did feel like quite the waste of time. Um, and it's it's one of those things too. Like we don't just want to say there's nothing to be gained or learned from a five to one loss. But there's certainly less to take away from every preseason game than we give it credit. <laughs> like it's, um, and we'll get into Lucas Raymond and um, you know what exactly uh, that that all means for the way he's playing, and and I think that's different. But uh, coming out slow and sluggish, and uh, really having the Pittsburgh Penguins skate around you for three periods, uh, th- that's not something where you want to take a look at that and just go, well, that's it. You know, the, the coaching is the problem here. We can't get these boys awake for a preseason game. For a fucking preseason game, God damn it! Of course it's tough to get these guys to play every night or to play every day during the preseason. It's a fucking preseason. Um, yeah, like, 
it, it's just one of those things that this is going to wear on them. And uh, when you look at like the success we saw with Dylan Larkin and Lucas Raymond, we'll go a little bit deeper in that. Like think about Larkin hitting the ice since the injury. Think about Lucas Raymond saying uh, he wants to do everything he possibly can to get on this team, which, you know, was one of the major questions we asked before the preseason even started is, is there a spot for him? Um, and, and does it even make sense? Because it, it's not like Lucas gets inserted on this team and all of a sudden we're a playoff contender. It's, it's just, it's, it's just the, the, the philosophy of this. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to rail too long into this, but the philosophy uh, behind doing any monotonous activity, something that really isn't going to get you like the return on it, right? You, you invest a ton and, and and this goes for any walk of life, but let, let's we talk about specifically hockey here. You invest a ton in one of these preseason games. Um, you know, what does Adam Ernie get out of it? What, what does Mark Stahl get out of a preseason game? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I would assume very little. I assume that a lot of what they want to do here is get their legs underneath them. I think they want to, you know, remember what it feels like to hockey. My philosophy always with these, and I, I first brought it up, in the uh, prospect tournament, but you watch training camp, you watch prospect tournament, you watch these preseason games, celebrate, applaud, go bananas for all the positives, like get excited about them. But also when it comes to the negatives, bring it back, react reasonably. Don't go too far out into left or right field and say Nadelkovic was a waste of a trade because <laughs> it's not because either way, there's not too much you want to grab from this. Um, there are things we will grab from these games. But, of course, we're not going to look at these wins. We're not going to look at a 3-0 and start and assume and assume that we will finish the season with uh, a points percentage of uh, 0.750. And I, I will, you know, I will gladly uh, eat it if, uh, if this does turn out to be, hey, we, you know, we win 75% of our games this year. That'll be amazing to watch. Uh, one of the greatest uh, teams of all time, one of the greatest regular seasons of all time. Uh, not going to happen. So, uh, again, do we pull too much from the wins and the losses here, from the stinker games where the motivation clearly is lacking, where it's a Sunday trip and... I mean, Michael Rasmussen doesn't even play because clearly we don't need to force him into this game if he's got something tweaked or twinged. No! Just relax. Nadelkovic had a stinker. Let's panic when it's the regular season and we're a few months in. So yeah, the, the way I wanted to have this uh, built out this, this episode, like first, let's prepare ourselves. What does it mean to be successful in the preseason? And I think we, I think we covered that. Uh, if anybody's ready to throw up, I, I don't blame you. Uh, that, uh, you know, that was, that was a lot, but yeah, let's, let's jump into Dylan Larkin and Lucas Raymond here. Cause I think that is the exciting part, right? I mean, we're seeing Dylan Larkin looking good. And again, do you want to look at this and say, holy shit, Dylan Larkin's about to post 160 goals this season. <laughs> no, nobody is actually thinking that. But it's it's always, you know, there's there's these uh, the wonderful thing I like to throw out there every time we see something positive from one of these guys is just to not get too excited or make some sort of uh, analytical equation based off a guy getting a couple of goals. But just look at Dylan Larkin coming back from injury and realize that we just saw the guy put up three points, a couple of goals, a goal based off of, uh, you know, using his legs, getting the speed 
going for Dylan, which, of course, coming back from any injury, uh, having this be his first preseason game, you could safely assume he may have struggled. And it's not even to say that he was perfect in this game, but he looked good. He looked like uh, classic Dylan Larkin, right? Um, <laughs> if you want to throw it that way, if I can turn that phrase, classic Dylan Larkin uh, against the Columbus Blue Jackets. And it's, it's something to just be, I think, like a just get the size out, right? Just be like, okay, good. All right. So Dylan Larkin looks fine. Um, you know, and he could come out and play a shit game the next night uh, or, you know, the, the next time Dylan's out there, he could play like shit, but it's good to see right now that it, it didn't look bad and we don't have to hit the panic button on Dylan. And that's, that's where your head should be at and watching these preseason games. And, you know, again, don't get too excited, but let's just, yeah, he did it. He got through that game. So let's do this. Let's let's take a look at that goal. Of course, uh, as always, no audio on these. Um, so if you guys are uh, are listening to the podcast, I do apologize. Uh, but yeah, let's let's jump in here. All right, let's take a look at that Dylan Larkin goal. Of course, uh, one of the things that I think everybody should be watching out for uh, moving forward was brought up by uh, Ken Cal, uh, and he actually tweeted out how the zone exits, zone entries, really have looked like they've taken a step above and beyond. And I, I think some of that can be attributed at, at the start here, at least, from what we've seen from, from Nick Letty. And, of course, we're, we're all super huge fans and excited to see what Mo Sider's going to do for the whole season. I think he's looked fantastic. And at the, we'll take a look at uh, the advanced analytics in a minute there, and we'll see. You know, take your guesses as who's uh, the top couple of guys on the team. Uh, there are two first-round picks uh, looking fantastic, but... This is where I, I think as a team where things start to come together is you can't just have one guy making the difference. It's got to be, you know, as a structure, as a unit, things have to improve. And this is one of those examples where Nick Letty, new on the team, uh, and and I'm not going to get too much into chemistry here. I'm not going to say that, you know, Nick Letty's now challenging for the Norris Trophy this year. But this is it. This is what Ken Kell's talking about. Let's just put it that way. And uh, Nick Letty getting this out of the zone, but also Dylan Larkin making the read that he's got the space. You can see if you're watching this on YouTube, you've got your three Columbus Blue Jacket defenders are already trying to make the attack on Nick Letty. So, of course, there's always a conversation of how many more times are we going to be able to do this. But Nick does see Dylan uh, streaking to the net, and uh, this is great. For a couple of reasons, he could have made the easy pass here. If you can see to the right is Lucas Raymond just to get out of the zone. But no, we're going to go for it all. Let's uh, let's throw the Hail Mary out to uh, to Dylan Larkin. And as he gets it up ahead here, this is all Dylan. This is all his skill, his abilities, uh, not only beating the defender, but uh, putting the puck in the back of the net. Uh, I, I just for me in, in this play, and I guess we can we can take a closer look here at uh, Dylan and uh, finishing which again uh we don't need to get too deep into that because we know dylan larkin can finish um it's it's more important to me to see uh these outlet passes and these zone exits being successful because uh you know i had the conversation earlier today with one of my buddies it, it's hockey is is a rubber puck bouncing around so it's it's not necessarily about having like the perfect power play strategy. Certainly you can have a bad strategy and certainly uh, you can have a much better one that just looks like it's a tic-tac-toe, crisp pass, boom, in the back of the net. You can have success on power plays and not that, you know, we want to focus on, on, on the power play side of things with this goal here, but you can have success on a power play just by entering the zone and having... Uh, 
you know, successful uh, rebounds and and more shots on net. It, it's just about getting that uh, sustained pressure is where you're going to find the success. And what the Red Wings failed to do last season was just gain zone. And we all know that, you know, there's the dump and chase strategy for, for the power play, which just, you know, fine. You know, maybe it has to be done sometimes, but it did look like the default. And when that's the default, you, you either just have to turn around and look at your team and go, is the skill level really that low? Or are, are we really just failing from a, you know, application here of what a real power play should look like? And, and this is kind of twofold, right? I mean, we could go deeper into the power play and say, wow, they're actually doing this. But I, I think just on every level for the NHL, for hockey in general, uh, you just want to be able to make those zone exits and zone entries and get your shots on net. And again, I obviously I don't want to make I don't want to simplify the sport too much and to say that, uh, you know, the the idea of having too many offensive plays in the offensive zone, uh, you know, having having a, a good one doesn't matter that much. Of course, a good one's going to make the difference. But when it all comes down to it in the NHL, again, You've got guys on blades on on ice, right? They're standing on blades. They're skating on ice. And there's a rubber puck bouncing around on the ice. So if you can get that basic zone entry and zone exit down, especially on the power play, so you can take advantage of having that man advantage and get a few shots on that and try to take advantage of the goalie moving around in the crease, that's, that's where the success is going to come from. Uh, so that's where this is key for me. So we're going to talk about the four to one goal here just for a second. And I, again, I, I think it's good to just keep enforcing this idea that the zone entries and the sustained, sustained pressure on the power play is what makes, I, I think the successful team, as opposed to just saying like, well, the, the play down low is great. Uh, because a, a lot of what we're going to see here, I think it's set up just because there's pure skill on Lucas Raymond's stick and, 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 you know, on his hands. Like this, this is going to be his pass over to Dylan Larkin. And of course, Larkin getting it out front to Joe Valeno and Valeno being where he needs to be. And of course, those are more basics that we need to have in, in, in play here. But this, when, when this play gets started, uh, is where we almost lose the puck and the sustained pressure is what I'm talking about. And instead of the puck bouncing out to center ice and we've got to reset again, the puck gets to Lucas Raymond. And as we roll through here, Lucas is getting across the scene here, which is like, talk about, you know, trying to set up, oh my gosh, you have the perfect play set up uh, on a power play. Or are we talking about a guy like Lucas Raymond that has the skill to actually make this play? Right. Like ideally, of course. Yeah. No, I, I would. Uh, if I'm coaching in the NHL, I'm just going to tell my guys uh, make a cross scene pass over to Dylan Larkin. He'll be wide open because everybody's coming your way. They've got their sticks on the ice. Do that. Like, you know, it's 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 the same idea where uh, sometimes we, we give coaches a lot of credit because their goaltender is <laughs> like a 950 save percentage. And what's the coaching there? Did he just say, make sure you stop? all the pucks tonight and and we'll go to the Stanley Cup. So I I I just want to challenge you all. Um you know the the power play I I do think looks a lot better. But when you watch Lucas Raymond make these passes, are are we really, you know, was there ever really a, a fault in someone to say, you know, I don't want to see any of these cross seam passes or you know, did we just lack the talent and is this that answer 
you know, do we put Lucas Raymond in? And I think that's that's the question we'll continue to answer until we get to opening night and we find out if Lucas Raymond is on this team, which, of course, there's there's deeper reasons for him not to be on this team. But, um, yeah, if we keep rolling through here, this is where you see that that pass over to Dylan Larkin, which I honestly, like, Dylan <laughs> didn't even look like he was ready to, to accept this pass. I, I think this is very lucky that Dylan kept this puck in front of him. Again, skill of Dylan Larkin, making sure that this play can be completed. But, uh, you know, if I roll it back here, Lucas Raymond to Larkin. Larkin gets the puck back on his stick after uh, fumbling with the puck between his feet. And and Valeno just basically has to have the puck bounce off his stick. Boom. Four to one Red Wings. So I guess, you know, it's... I don't want to put, I don't want to, I'm not trying to make this sound like I'm putting Tungay down, the power play down. I just think, you know, there, there's a couple of things here is that if if you're coaching this team right, you need to get those basics done. You need to make sure that puck stays in the zone so that Lucas can be Lucas Raymond and make that pass. And I just don't want those types of things to be missed as we continue to analyze this. And yes, I'm excited for the Tungay power play. I'm so glad that rhymes, <laughs> but I, I I am I am high on him right now, but I think there's a level of um, you know maybe maybe a level we could pull back just because we are looking at a guy that we drafted fourth overall, and could this him could this be him just looking like the guy who was drafted fourth overall and making a difference like that? Did we just not have Lucas Raymond? Putting it out there because I mean, he looked pretty good when Jakob Verano was was a. <laughs> <laughs> wrapping up the season for us right so again you got the high the guys with higher skill is that what we were lacking right was that was that what we were missing this whole time um all right moving on guys DraftKings gave us a hockey ad spot to read this week but hockey is back and DraftKings sportsbook has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice New customers can bet just $1 on any hockey game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection, however they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes. It's all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So, to play sportsbook stuff, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any hockey game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net gets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, so the last one we're going to take a look at is the 5-1 to one goal. Uh, of course, we're going to be looking at another connection between Lucas Raymond and uh, Dylan Larkin here. And I'm I'm kind of rolling through this slow here, but you can see this this is another spot. If you guys are watching on YouTube, sorry for everybody uh, that is listening to the podcast. But this there's another opportunity for the Red Wings to lose this power play and have the puck you know skirt out to center ice. But it's actually Hirose 
who's making the save here. And uh, if we could stop it, you, you've got a couple options for Hirose. And I think that bodes well for, for the way that this is set up. Everybody knows where they need to be, uh, where he could toss it back out to Letty, who's also open. Uh, but, you know, he, he is going to get it down to Lucas Raymond. And honestly, would he have made, would it have been the safer choice to go to Letty and, and try to pass it to the open ice? Um you, you could probably make that argument, but I'm, I'm going to double down here on the skill of Lucas Raymond uh, because he's got the puck now, and he's going to fire it across ice to Dylan Larkin, who, again, is going to Dylan Larkin this puck and finish the way Dylan Larkin does. I I just I can't, I can't get enough of, you know, this idea here. Like, what, was there a safer play? Uh, certainly. Was there a play, like, maybe I'd be used to seeing? Um <laughs> And instead, because we have the skill of Lucas Raymond on the power play, it's just going to look that much better. So again, I, I think this is this is like a combination of a lot of things and, and different things to be excited about. And this is where we start that conversation of should Lucas Raymond be on that, that main roster once we get rolling on October 14th. So since I just wrapped up with asking that question again of, of should... Lucas Raymond get that shot. I, I think it's important to take a look at, you know, I do want to take a look at the advanced analytics as well, because what what I don't want to have missed is that, you know, if he's going to come out hot and have these great games, you know, on, on the power play and really take advantage of that time where, the, where there is uh, an extra guy on the ice for your team, I, I think that's huge. And I, I think there are a lot of guys who will get a better shot of making uh, the Red Wings roster when they play well on special teams, because you can't just have these guys on the ice for their, their six minutes of five on five time. They've got to be able to make a difference on uh, the power play or the penalty kill. And that's not something where I, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm coming up with this idea. I think Jeff Blaschel and Steve Eisman have made that very apparent in all of their press conferences leading up to the start of the season. But what we're looking at is natural stat trick right now. And uh, I do wish I was looking at evolving hockey because uh, both Evolving hockey natural stat trick will give us the expected goals for percentage uh, for these preseason games. Evolving hockey is not keeping it on record. Um, so it is kind of funny. The, the numbers are actually a little bit different between the two. They just don't archive them as uh, the same way natural stat trick has. But I did actually see more insider a little bit higher on the list uh, the last time I, I looked at it, and that was evolving hockey. But natural stat trick here, if you guys are watching uh, on YouTube, you can see for yourself. But um, what I wanted to highlight again is the expected goals for percentage, which is on the far right, if I can direct uh, your attention to that area. But for anybody on the podcast uh, listening, we, we basically have tied for third uh, is Larkin Zadina and Lucas Raymond. And they all have about uh, 12 to 13 minutes of ice time, five on five. So where we saw those successes, again, on the power play for Lucas Raymond and Larkin, and a lot of chemistry looks like it seems to be building there. A lot of skill between those two. So Maybe, chemist, maybe it doesn't have to be chemistry. Maybe it's just two guys who are really good at hockey playing together. The thing you want to insert here is that um, with this expected goals for percentage on five on five, not taking into consideration any power play time, Lucas Raymond, 70% of the time, almost 71% of the time, his on ice time is him controlling the puck and getting more chances on net than his opponent. And I, I just, for me, that is that is huge. That that is something where you got to make sure you're controlling the puck. And he could easily 
be a detriment to this team on five on five as he continues to get used to, uh, to the North American game and get used to the ice. But instead, everything's looking really good. And, and you know, he is playing with Dylan Larkin. But again, Dylan Larkin's coming back from an injury. Um, he's playing, you know, with Philip Zadina. But again, has Philip Zadina been able to carry a line since he started his NHL career? And of course, he's going to make leaps and bounds, you know, uh, beyond where he has been in previous seasons. But I I just, I, I can't help but look at Lucas Raymond with the eye test, see that this guy's ready to go. Through analytics, see that this guy's having a ton of success. And not to mention that both games that he's played in, he has been one of the top forwards in expected goals for percentage. So we pass the eye test. We pass the analytics test. He's doing fantastic on special teams. The thing I still think is holding him back is that the rest of this team isn't ready to go. And I think if we were going to be looking at this and challenging for a playoff spot, you'd want to know that Jakob Verana is not going to be out for four months. So that's where I want to take this conversation next is Jakob Verana being at, out at least four months. And we haven't talked about it yet. And I think there's two schools of thought there that that either increases the chance for Lucas Raymond to make this team or it decreases it because we are going to be that much farther away from being successful this year where that guy was going to be a key piece in making sure pucks hit the back of the net. And if we are losing a key piece like that, I honestly, it, it just means we're going to be that much further away from, uh, you know, competing a solid uh, competing, you know, from this perspective of, you know, night in and night out, uh, there's going to be multiple lines that can put pucks in the back of the net. And instead, I think that still just brings us to one solid line because we're already talking about Bobby Ryan filling out um, a spot in this roster. And I don't think, any team across the league, while we love Bobby Ryan, I would love to see him find his space on a team. I, I don't think a team that is vying for a playoff spot outside of some amazing puck bounces this year would be slotting Bobby Ryan and making sure that he's fitting in in their top six forwards. So it, it's it's not... We're trying to speak to reality and, and get away from all the, the fuzzy good feelings, but I love Bobby Ryan. Bottom six would be my hope, would be my guess if he was going to land on on uh, our team or or another team. Um, I don't think he's sliding in on a team to be the difference maker to make any team a, a playoff contender. Um, so if we're having that conversation, and that's you know our next best solution, uh, then it, it's going to be a struggle to find wins this year. Um, so. Verona being out super hurts. And like I said, there's two schools of thought. Either A, that means Lucas has that much better of an opportunity to fit in. Or B, that puts us so far away from being competitive. Do we really want to waste an entry-level contract year for Lucas Raymond and uh, get him one year closer to where we're going to have to be paying him the big bucks? Um, I just, I, it, it won't hurt him to spend a year in the AHL and maybe get a short stint uh, with the wing dings, but uh, it will hurt kind of uh, the books and maybe the way that Steve Eiserman wants to set up the Iser plan financially. So that being said about Jakob Verana, the next part of this conversation is that uh, for Max Boltman, who uh, will be joining us on the next episode, Blaschel says, as of now, Tyler Bertuzzi is not in uh, for tomorrow's game. Uh, so this is just another 
element to either, again, how far we are going to be from having a competitive team, or does this mean there's even a better chance that Lucas Raymond finds himself on this team? Because something like this speaks to the idea that Tyler may not be long for this franchise. Um, it's, you know, would be, I, I think, extremely reasonable, especially with the response that Steve Eiserman had to making the announcement of Tyler Bertuzzi. And I, I would say having sort of a joking tone, uh, not a, a thrilled tone in discussing the topic and, of course, throwing any other future conversation Tyler's way because uh, he refused to speak on it anymore. I, I think it would be extremely reasonable for us to assume that this could mean the end of that relationship between Detroit and Tyler Bertuzzi. Uh, however you want to take a look at this. And again, I'm not about that conversation again about uh, should you or should you not uh, be vaccinated? Should we or should we not respect his decision? I think if you look at this from the business perspective that uh, you've asked your players uh, to do this for the franchise. And when one of them doesn't, and you are a business, forget the whole team thing, forget the rah-rah aspect of this. You are a business and you are, you are being paid to do something. And there's just, you know, there it is. Uh, it, somebody is doing the opposite of what is being asked of them. How, you know, how do you move forward from that? And, um, you know, I think, I think there's a level of respect that has to go along the lines of uh, this is a business and the, the, the respect that needs to be served uh, for a business making a business decision. So for all we know, Tyler Bertuzzi, you know, by the time this podcast is posted and you guys are listening to this, he'll be announced to be a part of the roster the next night. Uh, but I, I think it's a reasonable leap to make an assumption that if Bertuzzi is going to continue to be ruled out for this roster, for all of these preseason games where uh, he played all of what, nine game, eight or nine games last season. And this guy definitely needs to get some games under his belt. And we have a huge controversy where only 1% of the league uh, did not get vaccinated. And you happen to be that 1%. Is it possible this guy is just being moved out of the franchise? Absolutely. That's a reasonable conclusion to come to. So the last thing we want to talk about here is uh, going to be our stinker of a game against Pittsburgh. Uh, let me first start out by saying the Pittsburgh broadcast team uh, left a lot to be desired, especially at the point where they made uh, jokes and cracks after a big hit, uh, making jokes about concussions. Uh, and this, this will not be verbatim. This is off the top of my head, but uh uh, whoever um, commentary guy is said, uh, as a player, you knew to just say two uh, when the trainer was asking you how many fingers to hold up. And um, yeah, just a scary thought. Uh, I, I would say overall, uh, I give their commenters uh, an E minus. And uh, if anybody's listening from the Pittsburgh area, uh, yeah, that's that's my review of what I, I was subjected to having to watch this game through the lens of a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. And, uh, you know, I probably would have gone that, that route if I, I didn't hear a concussion joke, uh, but uh, didn't, uh, it definitely didn't help. So no thank you, Pittsburgh, uh, the Penguins franchise, and that horrible broadcasting team. Now, <laughs> let's jump into that stinker of a game because uh, there's two there's two ways to look at this, right? Like, uh, 
we we could get dirty in the numbers here and uh i thought uh, i thought it best uh i i'd pull up evolving hockey here and and we could uh all take a take a quick little peek at uh, what was going on from the advanced analytics uh perspective but um let's let's remember uh no lucas raymond no more insider no dylan larkin Chris Bertuzzi's not playing any more games. And of course, Jakob Verona is going to be out for four months. So we get destroyed. But clearly, if we're going to label one of these teams the A team and one the B team, this was this was the B team. And uh, I, don't, I don't know how much we should be expecting from them. But if I could pull up uh, the expected goals for percentage here, and uh, I, I am trying to highlight it here with my mouse for anybody watching on YouTube. But this, is, this was top heavy here, right? Like we saw... Uh, the Giovanni Smith, Sam Gagne, um, making some ground in regards to scoring chances. And the two of them look good. And everybody below, every forward below Sam Gagne and Giovanni Smith was below 50% in the expected goals for percentage analytic, which of course is, is measuring uh, those, those scoring chances, the strength of scoring chances. And are you getting more of those compared to your opponent? So anything below 50% means your opponent is getting more. And we got as low as Turner Elson's 20.76%. Uh, of course, Mark Stahl down at the bottom there. Really disappointed to see Jonathan Berggren. But of course, like I said, you know, the talent around uh, everybody today wasn't that great. And I, you know, like I said, we could dive deep into these numbers, but that tells most of the story that um, the Red Wings did look slow out there. Uh, if you wanted to make a judgment, uh, on this team based on the game that they played today. I I guess, sure, go ahead, do it. But I, I challenge you again to remember that this, this is going to be a long season. And if they're going to throw in a stinker in the middle of the preseason, um, especially with the team that they threw out there today, which, you know, nothing against that. You got to give, you know, guys rest when you're playing three days in a row. Um, you know, if, if, if it just happens to squeeze in there that there's a real, I don't know, shit game, <laughs> that's fine by me. Um, you know, let me know beforehand. That'd be nice. I'd like my, my Sunday early afternoon back. But it's gone. It's done. Uh, I'm not mad at anybody. Uh, you know, it's it just one of these is bound to happen. And um, I, I, I think that's that. Uh, because the other side of this is how worried should we be about Nadelkovich? Well, goal saved above, above expected was a minus 1.65. And we've actually seen that number go even further beneath that um, when looking at some of these preseason games for all of the goaltenders that have been playing. So this isn't the absolute worst game uh, we've even seen so far. But I just want to kind of get everybody back in the, the right mindset here. And, and the final thought I will have for Nadelkovic is that you should have zero panic. There's zero worry at this point. I've, I've seen some suggested elsewhere on, on social media, but I mean, this is, this is a guy we traded a third round pick for. This is a guy who's here short term. We do not have to worry if this does not work out. But on top of that, this is so freaking early uh in the season i i just again if we're if we're going to talk about like the motivation of this team to not go four and oh in the preseason um you're you know winning a fourth straight game let's also talk about that you know if they're surrounded by this um shit game of uh control and possession and the goaltending just does not look like it stood on its head for a preseason game i'm fine with that 
we can have the discussion about Nadelkovich when we've seen a struggle beyond, and I'm I'm dead serious when I say beyond a couple of months, because goaltending is so fickle. We went through the first half of the 2021 shortened season being so mad at Grice. We don't want to see him. Make sure Bernier's in there every night. And then Grice turns in a hell of a second half, and we're all on board, and we can't, you know, now we're, we're we anointed him, and he's our he's definitely going to challenge for the starting spot. It's just goaltending is is rough, and I I know I've got some of my buddies, uh, you know, doing some coaching for goaltending, and they're going to be mad that I said fickle because they hate that so many people just land on that idea. But, it, but it's a fucking rubber puck bouncing on ice, it's rough. Uh, so I need, I need a long, you know, uh, sample size. I, I need a, a longer sample size here than just a period and a half in the preseason where the team not only was the B team, but they also looked like they didn't give a shit today. So put all that together, take a deep breath and, and remember, don't even get mad about them not giving a shit. Not a big deal. Right. Right. All right. Uh, so, so with that, that's my summary of the, the Pittsburgh game today. Uh, just, uh, you know, don't, don't get too worked up about it. It wasn't that big of a deal. All right. So the last thing I want to talk about is our ticket giveaway. Of course, we'll be making the announcement on the next episode. I will be recording with Max Boltman, um, before we go live. So that's going to be a pre-recorded uh, conversation where we're going to talk about uh, what we've seen so far in the preseason. Um, but uh, so it won't be anything where we're going to muddy this with the conversation with Max. But tune in in the next episode to see if you won. Of course, the two tickets we're giving away for the Red Wings versus the Calgary Flames on Thursday, October 21st. That game starts at 7.30 p.m. What you need to do is go to our Twitter post. That is pinned to at B-O-D Hockey. It's the Red Wings Rant Podcast Twitter uh, Twitter account pinned to our profile. Like and retweet that post. You guys will see it. You'll see this matching image along with it. Follow us so that we can DM you if you win and then tag who you're taking. Uh, so, of course, you could put your friend on there and they can continue to play the game as well of liking and retweeting and following us. Of course, there's a bit of marketing mixed in there. We want more followers on Twitter. What? Do I really have to say it? Jeez, oh, Pete. But we're giving you two free tickets to a Red Wings game. So, yeah, that's not much to ask, and we'd love to have you guys. So, uh, that'll be uh, the announcement uh, the next episode. So if you haven't done it yet, this is the time to do it. Uh, but also, if I could, more marketing here. If uh, you guys could go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review, that is the best place to do it so that more people find Red Wings Rant. I hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, and of course, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, head on over to YouTube, give us a subscribe there. Then you won't miss all the analysis of, of the replays of the goals where I talk ad nauseum about the same point over and over. And then uh, if you're watching on YouTube right now, this is that call to action. Please help us out. Subscribe wherever you do listen to podcasts. It is going to help us out to see those downloads. So that, that's going to help this show grow even more. And uh, any way we can do that, we'll be able to do uh, more for the Red Wings, more for you, the listener. And uh, we'll have more giveaways. They are coming soon. Uh, we've got them planned out for the rest of the season. But uh, just hang tight. Do the little things for us. Share us if uh, if you are enjoying it. And uh, like I said, num number one, uh, just that that subscription, the rating and review, just 
uh, will do us the most good and we'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, but with that, let's wrap up here. We're going to sail off into the sunset. I, uh, I know I've been recording too long and I'm, this is, you know, pre-recorded. This isn't something we went live, but, uh, I, I, I know, uh, my kids are awake from nap time and I'm about to get in trouble. So thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, let's enjoy some more Red Wings hockey. I will see you guys for the podcast. We'll see you on Thursday for the live recording. I will see you Wednesday night. And we'll be making that announcement for the big ticket giveaway. And uh, shoot, this has been a fun preseason. We're almost done. We almost got regular season games coming up. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be fun. I appreciate you guys coming along for the ride. Sorry for punching the microphone there. Hopefully your speakers didn't blow up. But everybody have a good one. And uh, let's go Red Wings.